Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Um, thanks for being here. Welcome to 2023. I'm at a loss for words because 2023 doesn't really seem like a real year, yet here we are. Um, I feel like because I book into 2023 and I book so far out, it just feels insane to me that like it's here because, you know, it's almost like this mythical number that doesn't exist but it's here. So welcome to 2023, the first episode of Oshu of the year. I started this podcast in 2021. So it's kind of a big deal that my podcast is two years in, 100 episodes in, and I don't know. I just think that's awesome. I still haven't run out of things to talk about, which is good. Um, So today's episode, we are going to be talking about photography websites. just websites in general, but this is going to help photographers, specifically small businesses, wedding vendors, stuff like that. This is also going to apply to you as well. Um, Because we are in what I like to call the slow season of the year for photographers, this really is the time where you slow down and you don't have a ton to do. I think that this this website, this episode is going to be very applicable to you because your website is always something that you can work on. It's always something that needs to be updated or needs to be changed. So we're going to talk through some of the things that I think need to be on a photography website, um, just the strategy behind your website, all of those different things. We're going to dive deep into all of it. So I'm pretty excited for this episode. It's going to be super good. Um, For my, I guess, Christmas (laughs) recap, because I kind of batched my Christmas episodes, I had a great Christmas, a great holiday season, a great New Year's. Um, I went to Indiana to visit Charlie's family right before Christmas. Um, So... That was fun with the exception of there being a blizzard (laughs) while we were traveling. So not on the way there, but on the way back from Indiana, there was like this huge blizzard warning literally across like the whole U.S. or like a lot of the U.S. So we drove back on Christmas Eve in the middle of the blizzard. Thankfully, it wasn't horrible. It did take us an extra like hour, hour and a half to get back but that's okay because it was worth it. Um, so we drove to Indiana. We had Christmas Eve with my family. And then Christmas morning, we go see Charlie's grandparents, do breakfast with them. And then we do Christmas night with my extended family. Um, I have some family coming from out of town. 
Um, they are here just over the New Year's, which is very exciting. So yeah, it was it was a great Christmas. Um, I want to recap like some of the things that I got for Christmas. Um, I don't know if that's kind of like high school of me, but I just I love giving presents and I like receiving presents. So for me, Christmas is like really fun. Um, so I would say like my favorite thing that I got was probably a pair of earrings from Charlie. I'm actually wearing them right now, but he got me like real gold earrings because I I mentioned to him like literally so long ago that if he's ever going to like get me a gift and he doesn't know what to get me, like literally just help me like upgrade my earring game basically and like give me more quality jewelry so that I don't have to keep buying jewelry from H&M every month. So that's what he got me and I'm so excited to be wearing them. They're like the perfect size for like my second hoops. So like I can wear like a big statement, like first hole, but then like my second hole, it's like perfect. So I love them so much. A close second with my earrings probably was, um, a pan (laughs) that I got. That's how you know that I'm like into adulthood because I'm like 24 and I'm excited about receiving pans for Christmas, but I got an R place pan in the color green. And if you don't know what R place is, they have like the cutest like cookware. Um, they have really cute like glasses and stuff, but they have like pans that you can cook on and they're so cute. And I wanted one that I could like leave out on my stove because we kind of right now at our house have very limited storage as far as like our kitchen goes. So I wanted something that I could leave on the stove. So super exciting. I literally love that. I got that pan. I'm just like such an adult now. Um, I received a lot of, um, orders for merch around Christmas time, like people wanting to give my merch for Christmas, which was amazing. And like, I'm so glad that you guys love the merch and that you're like sending it to your people to give to you. I just thought that was really cool. Um, there's something with my merch where like it takes (laughs) some merch pieces take like up to a month to be delivered. So, um, I kind of ran into this thing where like, like I had on my website that it wasn't going to come in time for Christmas, but like just, you know, like people expect certain things. So that was kind of something that I had to deal with this Christmas season was like, something's not arriving in time for Christmas. A lot of people were very, very understanding, which I'm grateful for because it's honestly out of my control whether or not something arrives on time because I don't like have any inventory like physically like everything is made to order so like it takes longer if like the garment is not in stock it's got to ship in first and then it's got to be made and then it's got to be shipped like so that's why it takes up to four weeks um so with all that being said I'm so glad that you guys have been liking my merch so far I have some new fun designs coming up for 2023. I did um, four, no, three merch launches this past year, my first being in April. Um, so I'm hoping I can hit that three number again with like new designs. Um, the thing with my merch store is I'm trying to keep it like open where like my old designs are still available. Like everything is always available. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. I, I might start doing like some pre-order stuff, but we'll figure it out as it comes. Okay. 
let's get into today's episode, which is all about photography websites. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this. Um, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast. I think I did one episode where I interviewed a website copywriter, but the actual like layout of the website and talking about all of this, I don't think we've actually done. So let's get into it. So for this episode, I want to talk about what needs to be on your website um, and just like some of the things to look for when you're making your website, whether you're revamping it or um, creating a website from scratch. So um, the first thing that we're going to talk about is why you need a good website to begin with. So we kind of have to start with this base of like why, because this is going to really give you a perspective as to then why we need to go and like make all these changes and like you, we need to always start with the why and the purpose of the website before we can get into like how to actually make it better. So you need a good photography website because that is a client's first impression of your work as a whole. Now, most of the time people will find you on social media or something like that. And they'll have a good idea of what your lo- work looks like before they even get onto your website. Um, if you're able to get people to find you through SEO, that's great. But for the most part, you are going to be getting a lot of people who already previously have seen your work and then they go on your website and that's where they go to learn more about you. So it's really important to have a great website for that reason. Your work as a whole is going to be demonstrated on your website. I would say it's really hard to give someone a full impression of your work just on your Instagram or like just on your TikTok or just on your Pinterest like I feel like that website, it's really what people are going to perceive as like, this is your work. So with that being said, your website is going to basically decide whether or not someone books with you. Therefore, we need to treat it with like the most importance. So another thing that a website does is it serves as like um, a, a middleman almost. It's For me, I find websites to be the determining factor into whether or not I book with someone. So I've booked sessions before. I've hired a wedding photographer. I've hired multiple photographers to do like anniversary photos for me or just like photos in general. And when I'm looking for a photographer, I'm looking for a cool Instagram, yes, but I'm also looking for a website that I feel like I really connect with. Um, And I'm looking for like examples of their work that I can picture myself in or picture myself in. So um, when I'm looking on someone's website, I'm looking for photos that I can picture myself in and just like, do I vibe with the website? Because I think a website is like a very subtle way to show people like what you're all about and to show people how you take photos and like what you're like as a person. Like if you're really bubbly and fun and bold, you can have just like this really bold website design. Or if you are, you know, like a little bit more simple, like true to color stuff, maybe your website reflects that. Um, So I really feel like your website design and all of that really impacts um, how you're being perceived when it comes to your website. So let's talk about 
where you can get a quality website and like kind of my favorite places to have a website nowadays. Um, cause I feel like it's always changing. So my recommendation, and I feel like I've probably talked about this before on the podcast would be to use show it. Show it is amazing for website building. They have tons of templates that you can literally just like plug into your website and it's basically good to go, which is so helpful. Um, like the, the nice thing about show it is like web designers can submit and like put their own themes that they've made on to show it. So it's like, it's not just like a team of people from show it who are hoping to make a cool and trendy theme. It's like designers who have spent time designing website templates and they put those templates up on show it. So I would highly recommend show it. They also have like drag and drop, like whatever you do on visually on the website, like you do it all visually. It's not like you're changing codes or like weird stuff like that. Um, so that would be my recommendation. If you want, I would say like an intermediate to like expert website and like you are either full-time or part-time wanting to go full-time, that would be a great website to have. I always recommend if you are just starting out to maybe try something like Squarespace, which is going to be a little bit cheaper, which is nice. If you're just starting out, you probably need all the help you can get when it comes to like staying on budget. So Squarespace is great. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend something like Wix. I just feel like Wix is kind of, I don't know. I've had like weird experiences with them. And then for a beginner as well, Pixie Set like actually provides websites. So you can like use Pixie Set to deliver your photos and then also use like a Pixie Set website template. The one caveat I would say with that is make sure you can get a custom domain. So make sure it's not CassidyLynn.PixieSet.com. It should be like CassidyLynn.com. That's a huge thing is like professionalism within your website. Clients like to see that you have spent time and money and effort into making your website look good. That's like a huge thing when it comes to booking a luxurious wedding photographer. If you're trying to make yourself seem luxurious or higher end, higher budget, you got to make those things very, very apparent. Like if you are not using a custom domain, if your website is CassidyLynn.PixieSet.com, but you're charging $6,000 a wedding, but you're not willing to pay five, like $50 for a custom domain, like, come on. Like, so have a custom domain, keep it professional. I want to talk about the photos that go on your website. So I've thought a lot about this. Okay. And when I was starting out in photography, I would use like my most picture perfect photos on my homepage and like honestly all over my website. It was like the perfect photos with the perfect lighting at sunset and whatever. Okay. So I was finding that I was booking, but I wasn't necessarily like booking my ideal client. And I know like website photos isn't necessarily going to help you book your ideal client, but I do think that on your website, you need to have photos that aren't just like pretty portraits. They need to be 
moments and emotion filled images instead of just like still perfectly posed um, images. And the reason that I say that is because clients want moments, especially if you're a wedding photographer. If you're not a wedding photographer, like this still applies to you because clients want their memories captured. They want typically at least a few candids. And I think what sets apart someone who's good at posing versus someone who's good at candids is being able to capture those in-between moments and knowing when those moments are going to happen. So when you are creating a photography website, or if you already have a website, I want you to go and replace all of your images on your website with photos that a client can picture themselves in and feel emotionally attached to. So you want moment photos versus posed photos. Um, I want you to also focus on events. So if you're not a wedding photographer, this might be a little bit tricky, but focus on like the change in events or like the things that actually are going to matter versus like the things that actually look perfect. So like I'm trying to give an example that's not a wedding. If you're a family photographer, those moments were like the parents are walking with their kids holding hands. Let's say they're walking from one location to another. Like, um, I don't know, they're just sitting on a blanket and like they're just talking with each other. Like those are more of the candids and like the moment photos that I would look for as a client versus like the really stiff pose ones where you can tell like, okay, there's no emotion in this. They're literally just smiling for the camera. And when it comes to weddings, specifically, I want you to focus on events like the reception. Specifically, I think having a reception shot first and foremost on your website within like the first couple of photos that you see is so incredibly important. It's like not even funny how important it is because receptions are very tricky to capture. Like if you're able to capture a reception, well, (laughs) you most likely are intermediate or advanced in photography, because I know that's the first thing that a lot of new photographers struggle with is low light and like capturing moments when the lighting is not perfect. So if you're able to show that you can take really good reception photos and they're the first thing on your website. And even like a plus one to that is like your couple is having so much fun and they're like looking like they're enjoying themselves or like there's some sort of emotion attached to that reception shot. That's huge. And I think that's really going to get you bookings. And I think that's going to convert people on your website for sure. I also think other events that are great to show on your website, like on the homepage is parts of a ceremony. So whether that's the couple like walking down the aisle right after they got, they get married, if it's the kiss, if it's the vows, like, you know, those photos that you take and while you're taking them, you're like, this is the money shot. Like, I know this shot right here is going to build my portfolio. Like this is it. Those are the types of shots that you want to have right away on your website. Um, 
other moments that are great to include on your website, getting ready photos, candid photos in general, moments versus pose photos. Anyone can take a pretty post photo at sunset, but not everyone can take a really awesome photo during speeches or like not everyone can take a great ceremony shot, even though the lighting is wonky. So think about those things and like really focus on getting great candidates all over your website. Okay. So now we're going to talk about like the different areas of a website. First, I want to talk about the homepage. So we talked about that moment photo that I want that to be the first photo on your homepage is like a moment that is, I can picture myself in. Okay. If possible, do like a slideshow where it's like multiple photos or like a collage where I can see multiple moments at once. Okay. That's also going to help you show your portfolio and show your consistent style better. Right away on your homepage needs to be your name, your occupation, and your location. So your name most likely is going to be like right at the top of your website. So you usually don't need to worry about your name. That's usually kind of built into website templates. However, your name, your location and occupation is something that a lot of people skip over, but I think it's so important. And I'm going to tell you why. When you say like, oh, go check out my website for more info. A client is most likely looking at like 10 other photographers. Okay. So in order to make yourself stand out and to honestly just like let people know like what you do and where you're located, I want right away on your website, like the first area available with like a title. I want it to say like Michigan wedding photographer, or even if you can narrow it down to a city, Los Angeles wedding photographer, because that's going to tell people where you're located and what you do. And honestly, a lot of websites lack even that. So if you have that right away, like number one, it's going to help you with SEO because you're telling Google what you do and where you're located. If it's a title, Google's going to view that title as important for your website. Um, So that's one thing, but also it's just going to help people know who you are, what you do, It's going to give them a good idea of where you're located. If they're looking at tons and tons of photographers, it's good to have that like generic idea. Okay. Cause some, some photographers don't even have that. And it's like, if you're looking for a photographer, most likely you're not going to pick a random person and fly them to you. You want to know where they're located. So that is a huge, huge thing for websites on your homepage. It should be a map of your entire website. So when you scroll down on your homepage, it basically should go through all the different sections that you have in the menu of your website. So the about section, it you should have a little blurb about you with a picture of you and then a button to go to your about page. You should have like a section that talks about investment on your homepage and then a button that will take someone to your investment page, a blog section where you can see your recent blogs and then buttons that will take you to those blogs etc. So basically your homepage is going to be like a map of where someone can go and experience your website, like all the different pages that you have basically. Um, the other thing with your homepage, I, I want it to be like so eye-catching. So you need to have like bold statements on there that like very clearly convey your style. So for example, we have 
Michigan wedding photographer. You know, that's the, the, those are the first words you see on the website. And then maybe like in another blurb section, you have timeless, true to color, candid, raw emotion or something like that. That's, that's kind of wordy, but you know what I mean? You're kind of giving people like an idea of the type of photos that you take and how you work. Maybe like your thing is that you love to be a wedding day bestie and you love to be someone's third wheel. That's something that should be on your website and kind of like you want to describe that experience to someone as they're on your homepage for your about page. First of all, before we even go to your about page, let's talk about the different pages I think you should have. I think you should have an about page. I think you should have an investment page for sure. Um, if not, I know some people like some people are so high end that an investment page actually like degrades and devalues their work. So sometimes I think it's okay not to have an investment page if you just have your starting prices somewhere. But for the most part, an investment page is good to have. Um, a contact page, obviously a blog, and then a galleries page. And we'll talk about the difference between those two things in a minute. I would say those are the main things that like have to be on your website. I think it's great to have reviews on your website. But when it comes to reviews, I don't think you need a page just for reviews. I think your reviews should be sprinkled all over your website. There should be some on your homepage. There should be some on your investment page, especially on your investment page. You want reviews. There should be some on your about page. Like I want to see those reviews all over your website. Okay. Not just like on a single page where I have to go out of my way to look at them. The reviews are just kind of part of the experience and it's not necessarily like I'm going out and searching them. Their reviews are made to solidify the feelings that you're already getting by scrolling and reading about my services and about my experience and about my investment. Those reviews are going to take someone from on the fence about wanting to book with you to this person has had previous clients who have had great experiences. Therefore, they are more... Um, what is the word I'm looking for? They, you know, therefore you have more credibility than maybe other people do. So let's talk about your about page. Your about page needs photos of you. Okay. That's the first thing. If you don't have great photos of yourself, slow season right now is a great time to go get a branding session done, get some headshots done, set up a tripod, do some photos of yourself. Okay. I want your headshots to be multiple different outfits, multiple backdrops. So it looks like, you know, there are, there's been multiple times you've had your photo taken. Um, I want to see you with the camera. I want to see you without the camera. I want to see you with your favorite ice drink. I want to see you taking photos of a couple. Like those are the types of things like just a headshot of you smiling is not enough. In my opinion, we need I need the camera. I need parts of your personality in these photos. I honestly, I do want to see you working with the couple. I know it's hard to have a photo of you shooting. Like that means you literally either have to hire someone to take photos of you while you're shooting, or like you can use a screen grab from a video or something, but just little things like that, I think are going to differentiate you from someone else. Another thing that I think is huge for your about page is talking less about you and talking more about how you serve your client and how your your client's going to benefit from your experience. Overall, 
I know we always think like, oh, it's an about page, which means it's about me. But I want to tell you, it's actually never about you. <laughs> um, when you are selling yourself to someone, you're selling your experience and you're selling like how you can serve someone. So really focus on yourself a little bit. Talk about yourself, maybe have like a little fun fact section, but ultimately talk about like why you love to take photos of couples or why you love to do family sessions or like talk about why you love it and how you as a person is going to let you are going to give the best experience possible. Okay. Or whatever your selling point is. If your selling point is experience, maybe your selling point is fast gallery delivery, or maybe, you know, you, I don't know, whatever your selling point is, that's what you really want to focus on in your about section. Okay. So now we're going to have your investment section. I personally think everyone needs an investment section unless you're like that luxury, really luxury type of photographer. Maybe you can skip over this, but on your investment page, first of all, don't jump right into pricing. Okay. I want like a little blurb on your investment page that actually like talks about something other than like prices. So maybe talk about why photography is a good investment or like why you need to invest in your photos or like some little blurb about investment first. And then I want you to jump into your prices. And when I say prices, I really just mean starting prices. Let's talk about why I think you need your starting prices on your website, but not necessarily your full prices. I think that when someone is looking for a photographer, they're looking for just like a generic number. Like they don't need to know it's $4,735. They just need to know that your prices start at $4,000 or whatever, or like $5,000. Because I think you have a very cool opportunity to kind of sell yourself once someone is in your inbox, you can give them a little taste of what your experience is going to be like when they work with you when they're in your inbox. But if you give away all of that information on your website, like right away, I think basically you're only going to get inquiries for people that are ready to book with you. Let's go. But you're not giving yourself an opportunity to kind of consult with the people who might be on the fence. You're not like opening up an opportunity to, to talk with the people who might have questions. So that's why I think you should have your starting prices on your website, not necessarily your full pricing. When someone reaches out and like, let's say you have your starting prices on your website, they reach out, then you can go and send them a pricing guide and just give them like a full rundown of what it's like to work with you. And you can just be really intentional via email about being in contact with them, seeing how they're doing, if they have questions, if they want to hop on a call, because that's the type of photographer that you want to be, right? The one that meets all the needs of your clients. But if your client already has that pricing right away, I, I do think that it's going to keep someone from reaching out if they just have one question versus like if they have two questions about pricing and something else. Like, yeah, I feel like someone's less likely to reach out if they just have like one question versus like multiple questions, you know, you know what I mean? It's almost like playing a little bit of a mystery card a little bit. Okay. 
I think with every single page, including your investment page, you need to have like action buttons or call to action buttons throughout all of your pages. So underneath, let's say you have a wedding section in your investment page and it's like prices start at $4,000. You need to have a, a little button underneath that, that says find out pricing or like, um, reach out about pricing or get my pricing guide here. And then they click on it, takes them to your contact page. You need to have those call to actions all throughout your website. This goes for any business period. Um, for example, I just got my brows laminated when I was looking to book. So I, I went to like someone new and I, I like went on Google and like Googled brow lamination in Mich in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I live. And I clicked on someone's website, you know, found how much they charge, whatever. Could not for the life of me find a book now button. Couldn't find a contact button. I was like, how am I, literally, how am I supposed to book with you if I can't figure out how to book with you? I'm not going to go out of my way and go to your Instagram and DM you. Like, no, that's embarrassing. Like, then I went to like the next result on Google clicked on that person and they like very easily had like an online booking system. It was great. I was able to get my appointment scheduled for like two days later. Like it was perfect. With that being said, the booking process needs to be very easy. And that book now option, like the, the buttons are so huge for converting clients and keeping people from walking away from your website. Like truly a poorly laid out website is going to keep someone from booking with you. If it's too complicated, too hard to figure out, we're in a generation right now where if something's too hard and too complicated, we go on and find something that's easier to understand. And like, that's, that's what we do because like, it shouldn't be complicated. Something like this shouldn't be complicated, right? So like, to make it less complicated, have buttons all over your website for someone to book with you, to reach out to you, contact you, et cetera. Your galleries and your blog. Okay. In my opinion, I think you need two different like pages. I think you need a blog that blogs wordy things. I think it needs to be SEO focused blog where you're not necessarily just dumping a hundred photos in a blog and calling it good. You are writing paragraphs and including photos that match that paragraph. Like for example, your blog should be more um, SEO driven. So three places to get married in Los Angeles, California, three places to do engagement photos in Los Angeles, California, why you need to shop here for your engagement photos, like, or, you know, five places to get a unique wedding dress. Like you are using the power of words to tell Google what your website is about and to help you rank better with certain topics. So if you want to rank for, um, Los Angeles wedding photographer, you need to have blogs that talk about Los Angeles weddings and literally have the words of Los Angeles wedding photographer in the blog name or somewhere, you know, in the first couple of lines of the blog. So you need to have these like wordy descriptive blogs that one are going to be helpful for anyone looking in that topic, but two, it's going to help you with SEO. So if you want more info on blogging, like literally, literally just Google how, like how to make a blog good for SEO. Okay. And that's, th those tips are going to help you kind of figure out how to set up a blog to help you 
show up on searches for the keywords that you want to show up for. Then I think you need another option in your menu tab called galleries. Um, Galleries or my work or something like that. You need to have a separate page where you can show your work in abundance. Um, I am not a big fan of the my portfolio thing where you like have a portfolio and you show one photo from every session you've ever done in your entire life. I don't think that's a good representation of your work and your, I don't think it's a good representation of your ability to capture a story. So I think if you create a section that is your portfolio, but you are basically blogging all of your sessions and weddings. So if I click on your galleries option in your menu, it should pop up like Megan and Danielle and Brett and I don't know. I can't, I can't think of names. Um, you know, like it should pop up couple, 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 or like session, session, session. And I should be able to click on that one session. So I click on Megan and Danielle session, and then I'm able to see their couple session. I'm able to see all the photos that were taken, not all of them, but like you want to include basically like your best photos, give it like a little highlight reel. I would say like, if you deliver, let's say you deliver a hundred photos, maybe include 20 photos in that blog post. So you're, you're giving people an opportunity to see more of your work, see your ability to capture stories well, and get a feel for your style. You know, like when it's like one photo, I feel like doesn't really show your style. It's when you see multiple photos at once that you truly understand what someone's style is like. It's the same on Instagram. I always encourage do carousels, use all 10 photos and just really use that swipe through as like an experience for showing your work. Um, so that's a huge thing. I think that this is also going to help you with SEO. So within blogging your galleries frequently, so you have wordy blogs, you have your galleries with photos, you're able to insert keywords into these posts as well. So um, if it's a, a wedding that you did at a popular venue in Los Angeles, you can literally, and let's say the venue's called, I don't even know. Let's say it's called the Diamond, okay? <laughs> or, okay, no. Let's say it's the Griffith Observatory, okay? And let's say you did an engagement session there. If you want to be ranking on Google for Los Angeles engagement photographer, Los Angeles photographer, put Griffith Observatory Los Angeles engagement session as the name of that blog for and then you go and show the photos maybe you you know have a paragraph or two that talks about the session the couple like where you took the photos whatever um that's really going to help you with SEO so having these two separate blogs it's going to help you with SEO it's going to help your potential client feel like they're getting glimpses into full galleries. They're going to feel like they don't even need to see a full gallery from you because they've seen so much on your website that they totally understand what your style is like. I think people fall in love with full galleries. That's why you want to be able to show full galleries as soon as possible. It's a really great strategy to get a ton of photos on your website in these little blog styles so people can just get a feel for what your style is like. Okay. So now let's talk about your contact page. 
your contact page should be more than just a form and that's it. Um, it should be like, you should have a little blurb at the top of the page that shows an additional photo of you just to remind them what you look like. Maybe you talk about your process. Um, maybe you just say, Hey, thanks for wanting to reach out. I'll get back to you in 24 hours, whatever, whatever. There just should be a little blurb that maybe talks about like what it's like to book with you, what's required for booking just so it's more than just like, here's a boring form, fill it out and I'll get back to you. Like it just kind of reminds them of what the process is like on your form itself. I think that everyone should have like a HoneyBook form or some type of form that's linked to a client management system. Don't just use like a Squarespace form that they just give you by default. Like use a form that you're able to then like embed on your website and it can be put into your client management system. You can apply systems to it. That's huge for your website. Okay. I use HoneyBook. Just use like the HoneyBook contact form, make the form your own and then embed it on your website. Super easy on your contact form. Um, I personally think that there is a sweet spot number of questions to ask. I don't think that you should literally ask three questions and that's it. Like what's your name? What's your email? Um, what, what, like leave a note and like, I'll get back to you. Like, I think that's way too few of questions, but I also think that there's a point where if you ask too many questions, like people might feel like it's a quiz and it's overwhelming and they might not even fill it out in the first place. So I find that asking what's your name, what's your email, maybe ask them their phone number in case they type their email wrong. Um, ask them the date and location, the type of session, Um, and then maybe ask them like, uh, like one question, like, how did you find me? And then like anything you want me to know, or like describe your session to me, describe your vision to me. That's it. Okay. Like that is probably like the maximum for a form, because like I said, the more questions you ask, I feel like the more likely it is that someone's just going to like give up because it's just overwhelming. And like the whole process of booking and planning a photo shoot or a wedding is just overwhelming to begin with. So the more over overwhelming you make it, you're basically like losing out on potential, potential clients. Um, okay. So I think the last thing that I wanted to talk about is just like a few tips and tricks for your website. Just things that are helpful to know. Um, when it comes to your website, I would recommend always referring people to your website Sometimes if you're good at like Instagram DMs or if you're good on DMing people, like definitely like you can kind of keep people and communicate with them in your DMs if you would like. But like sometimes if you're so busy and like you just can't keep track of it all, always bring people to your website. That's my goal with my Instagram or my TikTok. I always want people to end up on my website because I feel like my website is where I can really shine. It's where I can tell someone all about me and like give some of my full experience is on my website. So that's one thing is like your website is a landing page from your social media channels. I'm always trying to funnel people onto my website, which then is going to result in people booking. So that website is so, so, so important. Keep your website professional. Um, I would recommend getting branding done. If you haven't already been branded talk to a web designer, get fonts, get a logo, get colors. So your website can look cohesive with your work. 
I think that's a huge thing. A lot of clients can tell if you are not like professional or if you've kind of taken the DIY route. Like I feel like a lot of people can tell. So do splurge on branding. Please do. Because I think that's something that I feel like really transformed my business was having branding that made sense and like was cohesive with my work, like colors that match my photos, fonts that I feel like represented, um, kind of like, you know, the vibe that I wanted to give out. Like branding is so important for websites. You could have a great website template, great everything. But if your branding is not up to par and like you're using like weird fonts and like your colors are all over the place and like, I feel like people can tell. So don't skip out on branding. I think that's really going to help you have an effective website as well. Okay. I think that's all my tips and tricks. I hope this website gave this website. I keep saying that. I hope this episode just gave you the motivation or just like lit a little fire under your butt to go and do some things for your website, update it. I think that's a huge thing is like just updating your photos. Like right now is the time update your photos from the summer when you did like tons of photos, tons of shoots, tons of weddings, like get those photos, your favorite photos and put them on your website. Whatever photos like performed really well for you on Instagram, put those photos like front and center on your website. That's what I've learned. Like Instagram and like your audience will tell you your like your best session, your most impressionable session, like the session that just like really stuck out to them. So use your Instagram analytics, figure out the sessions that performed well for you while you were posting throughout the summer, and then use those photos on your website. Um, remember your website photos should be a representation of what you want to be booking. So if you want to be booking boho editorial weddings, like you need to show photos on your website that are boho, that are editorial, that people that are planning those types of weddings can picture themselves in. Okay. Go update your website, get a new website, reach out to a web designer, get branded, do all the things. Your website is what's going to help you book more in the future. So don't sleep on your website. Make sure you take advantage of having a good website. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I would love if you could rate and review the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Give me a little thumbs up, you know, a little something, something. Um, Yeah, thanks for being here. And I hope everyone has a great start to their new year. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much